Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Southern Sports Central, your source for all things sports, with your host, Richie Altman, Richie Altman, and Eugene Benton taking your call at 323-784-9681. Now, let's join Richie in the studio. Hey, welcome everybody here. We appreciate you finding us and following us over there on the world of Twitter at SO Sports Central and on Facebook at Southern Sports Central. Again, I'm Richie Alvin alongside Eugene Benton. Now, of course, uh, we had to make a little bit of an audible here tonight and give you a couple different links to catch in here with us tonight. Uh, due to some technical difficulties here, but uh, we got it figured out. But the other thing we figured out is how to get in touch with one of the the big time name coaches around the great state of South Carolina. Coach Bacon getting ready to get introduced here in just a second because we're back in Columbia over at Spring Valley High School, and I cannot wait to talk about his program and his style and all the things that he's doing over there. And of course, uh, Spring Valley High School, uh, Coach Bacon here, ready to go. And again, enlighten us on the past of this past season and all the great things that happened. So with that, let's bring him in in style. He's part of the theme with that NWO of Southern Sports Central. Guys, don't go anywhere. Yes, we are. Columbia, South Carolina, Spring Valley High School's own head coach, Coach Bacon, is in the house with us. Coach, thanks for hanging out on Southern Sports Central on a Monday night. I appreciate it, Richie. Do I get to say too sweet after that introduction? That was nice. <laughs> that is what I'm talking about. That's why we bring you in here, Coach, because you get it. You understand it. You're part of this new word order of uh, Southern Sports Central. We're just glad that we can get another five-star coach. To start us off here on uh, prime time, eight o'clock, man. It don't get no better than this, Coach. Well, I appreciate it, Rich. Yeah, I'm a very humble guy, so I appreciate all you're saying. There's a lot of great coaches out there in our state. I'll tell you, we're very fortunate in South Carolina. Even though we don't have as many uh, schools as some of the other ones, I'll tell you, we're we're very lucky to have some very talented coaches, not only in the Columbia area but across the state. Yeah, and coach, I, I'm going to give you some love here on the show because again, you know, I'm reading your bio earlier today on Twitter, and, and not only do you mention that you're the head football coach over there at Spring Valley, which, by the way, the first time I've ever gone into a high school and saw the valley actually becoming reality over over there back in the day in the '90s, but you go on Twitter to mention your wife and both, I believe, your son and your daughter. Man, I mean, that to me, dude, dude family first. I love it. I love to see you coaches highlight the, the backbone of, of what makes you so great on Friday night. 
Well, you know, I think, you know, we're all as coaches very blessed to have wives that, you know, have to put up with us and the complaining, the moaning, the long hours. It's, you know, uh, you know, a lot of our wives, I hate to say, I, I grew up a military brat, so my dad served in Vietnam and was, you know, a lot of times wasn't there. My mom had to do a lot for us. So uh, kind of have that, and, and not to make an analogy that we're like, you know, obviously people in the military, but you know, we spend a lot of time away from our family and and our kids and, you know, give up a lot of time. And, and it's a very demanding sport that, you know, obviously you got to put a lot of time in. So, you know, I'm, I'm very blessed to have a great wife and, um, and two great kids. And, and, you know, the same with my coaching staff, you know, we, we've got great coaches on our staff that are very, you know, family friendly. And that's what I want. I want people that are going to be good around kids and not just love them during football, but love them the other uh, time. So, so I, I want good family people. You know, I, I try to be a great dad and a great husband. I know I make a lot of mistakes like everybody else does, but uh, I'm very blessed to have a good family. Yes, you are, and you mentioned him there in your bio. Now, you actually have a, a young man. I think, he's, he, I think he was your JV quarterback. His last name is Lambert. Does that sound familiar? Is that his last name that kind of rings yep. a bell? Brock, Brock Lambert. So, Brock. He's, he's, he's our back. Yeah, he's our backup. He's our backup quarterback on varsity. Played JV and a great kid. Got his own little podcast with one, with my defensive yes. coordinator. And he's, I tell you, he's he's a very talented kid, very smart kid, and a very talented kid. Well, good thing he takes after his mom and his dad. They don't take after his uncle because his uncle actually is one of my best friends. Of course, Brianna and Ricky is the mom and dad there. I grew up with Brianna, and of course, his, her brother is Andy. We're in a small world we live okay. in, by the way, Coach. And, okay. uh, you know, he, they reached out to me. And, of course, Andy was like, man, my nephew is the real deal. You got to check him out. And I was like, I'm a step ahead of you. And, and like you said, he does a lot of things on and off the football field. But uh, he's just one of many great stories that you guys have got going on over there, at, at, of course, at Spring Valley. You know, we do. We're very blessed to have a lot of really talented kids that, you know, have great work ethics, not only in the classroom, but also in the weight room and, you know, out on the playing field. So we're very blessed. You know, and, and like I said, Richie, it's it's a culture that was developed, you know, long before I got there. And we just want to keep that culture up. And, and you know, it's, it's been tough because, you know, when I uh, moved up here, my dad was a military brat. It was just Spring Valley High School. Um, you know, I was there when they split the schools. I went to Rich and Northeast, you know, which became the big arch rival. And, you know, then mm-hmm. comes Ridgeview, then comes Blythewood, and then comes Westwood. So we've really kind of divided up this area, you know, and it was it was for years, and you probably know this in the 70s, was a dominant, you know, football program, um, right. you know, four or five state championships. And, um, you know, and we've just, obviously with growth and everything else and urban scrawl, everything's moved out this way and it's kind of divided up, but we've, we've had, we've been very fortunate to have some really good kids um, that have done really well, um, especially the last few years. So we're very fortunate. Hanging out with coach Robin Bacon over here on Southern sports central, part of that NWO of the show here on Southern sports central. He's coming out of spring Valley. Columbia is of course his address. Now coach also, I'm noticing you're uh, on a couple of boards here. You're on the board of national football foundation in college uh hall of fame what's that like tell us a little bit of background in that because i think that's uh this is the first we're glad to have you on our show on this behalf as well yeah we're excited i mean it was something that was started when steve spurrier was there you know obviously he was in the national football foundation and the college hall of fame and so when he got to usc um we started up a board um we had several people uh that were involved with the university of south Carolina coast with coach spurrier uh, we had several coaches, Kemper Amick, who was at Columbia High, myself, my brother, and a few other coaches. And, 
and um, had a couple of the local uh, attorneys and some other people that were involved with it. And what we want to do is try to promote high school football. And what we really wanted to do is promote student athletes and especially those kids who um, had outstanding academics, you know, were great players. They didn't have to be the best player, but they were kids who really strong in the academic field. And, and, you know, obviously the nice thing about that, we would select one every year. Um, and whoever that person was, it was a scholar athlete. Their name is actually in, it used to be up in Ohio, but now it's in Atlanta. So they're at the National Football Foundation College Hall of Fame. So it was a way of just kind of rewarding those kids who a lot of times, Rich, you know, um, are kind of the, 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 the blood of your team and, and, you know, the guys that really do a lot of the work that's never seen, but you want to try to kind of reward them. And that was one of the reasons uh, you know, why we did it and, um, and, and to do do other things that we could to help out high school programs. It, it's really difficult now. You know, I think again, because there's so many teams and, you know, you're trying to get sponsorships and do things to try to help them is our way of kind of just really, you know, bringing high school sports to the front. So that was kind of one of the reasons why we started this. And I, and I was just very blessed to be even asked to be on this. So I've enjoyed, enjoyed my time with them. Now, Coach, do you feel like this is one of those things that, of course, we missed in the state of South Carolina? Because we always hear, and I know you hear this as much as we do, that we're just chasing Georgia. We're chasing North Carolina. And yet I, I feel like we've got as good, if not better, athletes. I'm not dogging any other state, but I just know per capita we put dudes in the NFL as much as anybody per capita-wise. But this is something else that helps promote our state in a positive way that hasn't been there in the past. Yeah, you know, the South Carolina Hall of Fame has just started up. You know, LeVon Kirkland and a couple of guys have really started that up and really made a big push um, the last few years, and, and that's a different organization that we are. And it's the thing we've talked about. I think we've always been ahead of North Carolina. You know, North Carolina has probably twice as many schools as we do. I think, you know, we're a little bit over 200 schools in South Carolina. I think they're close to, you know, 350 to 400. Um, but if you look at the Shrine Bowl games, we've typically been a little bit better than them, although they've had, you know, uh, maybe just sheer numbers, more Division I kids. But when you're talking about great players and you look at the NFL and, I mean, uh, you know, Andre Roberts, who played for us and played down the Citadel, um, you know, he's three years in a row, he's a pro bowler. So you've had a lot of people that have come through South Carolina, you know, um, I mean, just Stephon Gilmore. I mean, there's, you know, Jadavian Clowney. I mean, there's so many guys that have been successful you know, that's there. And it's the same thing with Georgia. Georgia just has more schools. And I think that there's just this, you know, unfortunately, there's this stereotype with Georgia. Georgia may be along there with Florida and, you know, Texas and California as being these states that just have numerous and, and not to take anything away from them. But, you know, you're talking probably four times as many schools as us. Um, so, you know, if you look at per capita and you look at the draft and you look at the kids that have come out and, um, and, and again, that goes back to what I said in the very beginning is the coaching is so good in South Carolina and it's getting better every year. Um, that's the reason why these kids have produced, you know, obviously we don't have as many players or as many teams as those states do, but we have a, a, you know, great group of coaches that work really hard. You know, our South Carolina football coaches association, Jimmy Noonan heads that up and, you know, real tight-knit group, and, and, you know, we want, you know, obviously we, we want to beat each other every Friday, but, but we've got the, you know, we've got the ingredients to try to make our programs better and, and, and help promote our sport here in South Carolina. Helping our show tonight is Coach Robin Bacon. He is the head football coach at Spring Valley. He's also, as you heard there, does multiple things. One uh, that I'm very proud of this group is the South Carolina High School Coaches Association. You guys 
you know, we tweeted out about a month ago on that Monday night when the rumors started to happen. Now, you guys had been going in this inbox message boards between one another, uh, you know, kind of informing each other about some of the rumors that we were hearing about not having spring ball. Do we start later like we did this year in the season? Do we have a shorter, smaller vision of playoffs? And I, and I want to tip the cap to you guys and, and maybe some ladies. I'm not sure who's all on this message board here, but you guys really got ahead of this storm, unlike we were not able to do during the, the, the season before the 2020 kickoff here this past year. And I thought because of what you guys did, you know, it, it forced the hand. They went unanimous. And, and, again, we had the commissioner about three weeks ago, and I really enjoyed having him. But it was on the table for a reason, right? I mean, so for this thing to go 16-0, and 0, it, it quite frankly shocked me by all regards. Well, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is the communication that we have between the coaches. And, and I said it's a very tight-knit group. And, you know, we're very, you know, just like I think a lot of the spring sport coaches were really adamant about, you know, hey, we don't want to have our season short, you know, after what we went through last year. And, and obviously as football coaches we understand that. But we also understand for us um, we took a beating. You know, we didn't have a spring practice last year. And, and Rich, I'll be honest with you, for most college coaches, you know, their evaluations of our players are in spring practice. You know, they get to come out this spring. You know, they start April 15th. They've got basically through the the month of June to go and evaluate and go talk to us about our players. And, and you know, the nice thing for us is, you know, we've been fortunate in Spring Valley. You know, we'd have 75 to 100 coaches you know, coming through our school and, you know, uh, you know, the majority of them were coming out watching practices. And so, you know, the nice thing is you have a great player, you know, so we have, a, you know, a Christian Miller, the Alabama, everybody's looking at, and then a Channing Kendall and some of the guys that, that we've had the last few years, you know, these guys come in and, and the nice thing is they'll see a younger player. Well, you know, we lost our spring practice last year and we felt like, you know, you, you can't do it to us again. You know, it was very adamant. We, we got out and talked to our superintendents. We talked to our principals. Um, you know, we sent messages to the executive committee and, and I mean all the coaches. And we said, you know, you got to be proactive. I mean, this can't be me and Jimmy Noonan and Justin Gentry and Perry Woolbright and Jeff Calabrese and, you know, the, the same guys that always does. It's got to be everybody. And right. I think that was the big push that we went that, you know, this is hurting kids. You know, it's, it's not, I understand the pandemic. We, we were able to get through it. Um, we're kind of, you know, we still got a way to go, but you know, it's a way for us to really get our kids, you know, back in into a norm. And, and, you know, this, this year recruiting rich, you know, with the NCAA extending the uh, scholarships of kids for another year. I mean, it was brutal on the kids this year and it's probably going to be the same thing next year with the, uh, amount of kids that are in the transfer portal and, and, you know, kids going to prep schools and junior colleges because they couldn't find a place to go. So we wanted to do something to really prevent our kids, especially our seniors for next year, to be in the same boat that the kids were this year. And, um, you know, we love our kids. We're going to fight for our kids. And we just didn't think it was very fair. And uh, we really kind of bonded together. And, and, you know, we, I mean, you name it, um, you know, Dave Gutshaw, you know, Scott Earl. I mean, all of us were texting each other and just saying, guys, we've got to unite. We've got to be able to come together. Um, you know, we got to be a little bit flexible because, you know, obviously spring sports have been pushed back. But, you know, we, we had to take a stand to kind of really, you know, let them know how we feel. I mean, you know, we're, we're going to battle for – I mean, these kids are like our kids that we have at home, you know, our sons and daughters. So we wanted to battle for them and tell them, you know, we love them. That was our way of really kind of getting that thing changed. Hanging out right now on the campus, virtually Spring Valley, where the bus of Southern Sports Central is uh, sitting with Coach Robin Bacon, the head football coach, with us tonight talking. We'll talk some of the Spring Valley 
athletes here in just a minute. But, Coach, I, I want to ask you, you, you mentioned the dead period, uh, or, or maybe didn't. I know you said you, you like having, of course, these college coaches on the campus from April to June. Well, the day, dead period's May 31st. Yeah. Gosh, dog, what, what, do we, what do we do here, Coach? I mean, give me the answer because I can't find it anywhere on social media, and I sure can't find it when I inbox the NCAA and ask them, you know, what, what are our kids supposed to do? This, to some – you know, these kids not are all not all going to come out being doctors. God has some of these athletes or kids to come out and be athletes, and that's where they're going to make the biggest difference in somebody else's life. Well, and I think the biggest problem, Rich, you hit it head on, is, you know, this is a time when most of these coaches could actually do the eye test where they can stand up beside them, see how big they are, look at them, physically get a kind of viewpoint of what they are and, and, you know, the ability not to do that. And, um, you know, it also creates a kind of a problem that a lot of us see is that we have these, kind of these backdoor, you know, camps that these people come up with and say that they're NCAA certified and, you know, if you come to this mm. camp, we'll get it to college coaches. And they're coming out of the woodwork. And half of them, you know, are just out there to get money. They're, they're taking money away from kids. And, and it's it's not an accurate evaluation. They're not talking. You know, and, and I'll be honest, for everybody that's out there, and this is for every parent that's out there, your head coach is going to be the one who's going to make – uh, you know, your son's film, his transcripts, and the coaches thing, that, that's going to be the one that's there. Now, there are some good good guys out there. Uh, you know, National Preps, Jeff Mullen does a good job. Um, Jason Pugh is with X's and O's. He's not there anymore. He's um, J.P. Gunner's coming in from East Carolina to take that over. But those guys, you know, they send out recruiting lists to colleges, and they, they're trying to be as honest as they can. And Jeff's actually doing a camp here, I think, in the next uh, – month or so but it's it's tough i mean you know richie you know we we tell our kids hey you need to go out there and do drill work but you know we can't touch them right now it's kind of the dead period for us as far as our athletes and um you know they pushed it they've really hurt us richie because they put pushed all these spring sports back into the middle of may you know normally we'd have spring practice may 1st you know right. the track state championship i think is the 26th through 27th and you know i make my kids i, well, I won't say i make them somebody's going to get out there and do it but you know i tell them you know these coaches want to see multiple sport athletes and you know i need you out there running track and so you know i've got kids with baseball i mean baseball i think goes in the middle of may so we don't know when we're going to be able to fit spring practice in with soccer and you know we've got so many kids playing spring sports so it's been uh it's been difficult, you know, and, and there is, I mean, you, you know, they're saying June 1st is going to be when things open up, but they said that too about April 15th and they've moved it back and moved it back. And I talked to some college coaches. In fact, I was just on the phone with the guys at Michigan and they're like, you know, we really think we're going to have camp, but you know, a lot of that's going to depend on, you know, what's going to happen. I talked to the coaches up at UNC Charlotte. They don't think their governor may let them have camps. You know, they may be able to come in for visits, but you know, they may be very limited. So it's, you know, film is going to be a big thing, transcripts. And then, you know, like most college coaches, they're going to ask me or they're going to ask, you know, Perry Woolbright or Justin Gentry or Tom Knott, the guys around here, what about this kid? What about your kid? So, you know, a lot of it's going to be film. A lot of it's going to be drill work that they can do, um, that they can put out there on Twitter and, and those kind of things to try to promote themselves. Hanging out here with uh, a good coach, uh, one of the best in the business here, Robin Bacon, head football coach, Spring Valley High School. Now, you talk about National Press. We're actually going to be at that camp. That's going to be at Nations Ford here uh, in, in about a month now. And, and again, you're right. This is a guy who has got the backbone. He's got the resume, right? I mean, and, and I think – and I agree with you because, you know, there was a lot of heat this past year. In Southern Sports Central, we will go to these camps just to make sure, A, that you're taking care of my kids, right? I mean, I don't have – Right. Just the four kids in my house. I've got 
4,000 kids across my great state of South Carolina. So when Southern Sports Central is there, we're not always endorsing the camp as much as we are embracing right. the camp to say, look, I'm just here to make sure that you're following guidelines, that your kids or my kids are, are, are getting the things they need. And, and I think you're exactly right. You have to be careful, be mindful. And we say this on the show all the time. It starts and stops with your high school football coach. I don't care what 707 coach you play for. I don't care what camp you want to go to. You want to throw out four or $500, we're always looking for sponsors. And I can help you just much as <laughs> they can help you if that's the case. So that being said, ask your head coach, hey, should I go to this conversation? Should I go to this XYZ thing? And, and I know, like you mentioned, uh, the gentleman from X and O that was down here in Charleston, he's moved on, and they'll bring somebody else down here. And, and of course, uh, you know, National Preps is going to be doing their thing here in a few months but you know that's kind of the scariest thing coach that we see these guys popping up everywhere saying that they've got connections to division one and they've got a roll of decks and so on and so forth but how do we keep these kids from not i mean they're thirsty coach they just want to get something to drink well and i think that's the biggest issue and you want your kids to go out there and compete i mean that's the toughest thing right now and and, and i understand why the high school league kind of puts us in a dead period right now because they don't want us you know we, we some schools are fortunate we're fortunate here to have you know um athletic weightlifting classes you know a basketball or football team soccer some other groups um you know ha- have these things so we do have them but some schools don't and so you're, you're at a competitive advantage not to be able to do that and so for those kids and, and Richie, let's admit it. I mean, you know, the kids today are dri- – you know, you and I back probably when we played, we may have thought of college football, but we really didn't. You know, we went out there to play. We want to be with our friends and everything else. Well, now because of Twitter and social media, everything's about recruiting and this, that, and the other. And so, you know, they think if – you know, I've got to go to these things. You know, I've got to go. This is the only way I'm going to get, you know, my thing. And especially now that we've gone through a pandemic and a dead period and college coaches can't get there. So it's – you know, and, and it's not to say, I mean, there's a, there's some camps out there with guys have great, you know, things that, you know, to, to try to promote kids. And it's good for them to go out there and compete. But, you know, are they safe? And, and, you know, the thing that bothers me is that, you know, and I have to tell these parents, you know, they say, well, hey, there's, you know, X number of coaches are going to be there. And I'm listening and I'm telling them, listen, it's a dead period. The only ones that can come there, you know, are usually, generally the JUCOs or, or maybe an NAI or D3. And so, if you, you know, if that's what you want to do, you know, hey, go for it. But, um you know, also realize that, you know, for a lot of these families, they don't have $70 to do it every, you know, two or three weeks to go to these camps. And so that's why it's important to really do your homework and, and find out, you know, who's going to be there, how they're going to, you know, Jeff Mullins, like I said, you know, national preps, uh, JP Gunner, who was a coach at the Citadel. He's, he's at mm-hmm. East Carolina. He's going to take over X's and O's. You know, they, they don't charge kids, you know, they, they want to get, you know, um, accurate evaluations of these kids and, and, you know, then they send them out to college coaches. So, you know, they'll, they'll take their word. And, and, you know, things like Elite 11, you know, DQR quarterback, Daquandre Smith, you know, he was just in Atlanta last night um, competing at the Elite 11, did real well. He was a top four guy there. And so those kind of camps where there's national things, you've got, you know, you got your rivals guys there, you got your 247 sports, other guys there, those are great. Um, and, you know, and, and it's, you know, and Richie, it's good for those kids to get out there and compete because, you know, if, if they do right. bad, you know, in some of those camps, nobody's going to know and, and maybe it'll help them improve. But, you know, that's the big thing is, is that some of these camps that really do count. And, and one thing I'll, I'll say, and this is something I, I've always tried to warn, I've been fortunate enough to work the Nike camps probably since they first started, um, you know, 20 years ago uh, at Georgia Tech. And so I've always worked them, and, and you know, a lot of times camps can hurt you. You know, if, if you don't test well, if you don't run real well, mm-hmm. or you, 
you don't jump real well or somewhere else, and that and that's put out nationally, that can kill you recruiting. You know, if a kid goes out and runs a four eight, and he's a wide receiver or running back, you know, that can kill you as far as recruiting. You know, and, and the same thing, you know, with heights. You know, I, I know a lot of these coaches. You know, I always try to tell my young coaches, don't ever lie. You know, about a kid's height or weight or forty or anything else like that, because once you burn that bridge with that coach, he's never going to trust you afterwards. So, you know, try to be as honest as you can. I mean, we fib a little bit, you know, he's six one, but he's, you know, 6.05 or, you know, six and a half, you know, those right. kind of things. So, um, so yeah, just be, you know, I tell parents, you know, just realize that, you know, all camps aren't good. Some of them can hurt you. So, you know, just be careful, you know, and, and, and I think the biggest thing too, Rich, and you know, this is that most of these legitimate camps, they're going to electronically time you. They're not going to hand time you. And the problem with hand right. timing is with coaches is, and I've been to Shrine Bowls. I hate to say it, but I've been to Shrine Bowls where, you know, a guy that's time and it's his kid, you know, and he runs a 4.8, and, you know, the guy says 4.6. You know, you're really hurting your kid when you do that. So, uh, right. and, you know, and, and, and a 4.7 electronically timed, that's like a 4 or 5 hand time. So that's, that sometimes can hurt kids. And, you know, just, just be careful, you know, if you're not ready to go to a camp, don't go. You know, just make sure you're in shape and ready to go before those camps. Man, I tell you what, we're getting educated and entertained and all in one with the head coach over at Spring Valley, Coach Robin Bacon, uh, telling to us about what to do, when to do it, why to do it, and all that in between. Now, Coach, let me ask you this, 707, and then we are going to talk about your big boys over there in the Valley, of course. Uh, you know, I, I had the commissioner on with me uh, a couple months ago, well, about a month ago now, three or four weeks ago, and it's always an honor to get him on the show because I can promise you he doesn't do a lot of radio and he doesn't do a lot of TV and I don't blame him because I know that again, you know, that's not the easiest seat to sit in uh, when you're in that role. Right. Now, that being said, I asked him the same thing about seven on sevens. I like them, but I don't like them. I can deal with them, but I'm not sure I'm all in with them because my thing is two things. And I want to get your, your professional opinion on this coach. I'm all in. If you say doing it for the purpose and not doing it for the profit, well, that's, there's a fine line there because I think some do it for some and a lot more do it for the others. Then there's the other conversation. And, and this was from a Ridgeview kid that I have a lot of respect for. He said, and I quote, seven on seven teaches you bad habits. Let me get your thoughts on seven on seven, whether it be with your program or any other things that we do. What is your thoughts on seven on seven coach? Well, I'll say that kid's a smart kid from Ridgeview. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think, you know, I think the intention of seven on seven, Richie, is great. Um, you know, kids get to go around, run around, everything else. But, you know, there's just horror stories with seven on seven, the fights that are breaking out. I mean, I don't, I, I'm sure everybody saw the, you know, seven on set, you know, Cam Newton's a good friend of ours. And, you know, we're going down to his big invitational down in Atlanta. And everybody probably saw that kid as, at his, his camp and a seven on seven. And he's run his mouth is that, you know, a lot of these coaches, it's about them. It's not about the kids. You know, the the, the discipline, the, the fighting that goes on. There's, You know, there are a lot of bad habits. You know, you can't, you know, playing seven on seven. No one's going to play straight man, one under, you know, one high or two high. They're not going to do that in a game. And, and you know, these kids are grabbing kids and tackling them to the ground. And it, it, it's just a you know, show me off kind of, kind of thing. I think there's some guys out there that are really good coaches that do it. So I don't want to kind of downplay them. There's a lot of guys sure. I know that coach these seven on seven teams, but they're, you know, I see videos of guys tackling each other out there and fist fight, and, it, and it's not football. It's not, you know, it goes against pretty much everything a high school coach is trying to teach a guy on proper technique and everything else. And the same thing with offense. I mean, you know, you, 
you know, I go out there and they send everybody deep and they'll take a running back and go three yards and throw the ball and, you know, he gets five yards and they go down the field. You'll never do that in a game. And so it's got its pluses. I mean, there's a lot of things that are out there, but unfortunately it's, it's become like AAU basketball. And I think a lot of guys are making a lot of money off of it. Um, you know, there's a lot of kids who, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm afraid because, you know, these, these collisions coming across the field and head on head and, you know, you have a neck injury or a, con- a bad concussion. And I've seen a lot of them in seven on seven tournaments. So it's kind of a mixed bag. I think the guys that do it the right way, that coach, that their only thing is they're trying to improve that kid's skills. I give those guys kudos. The other guys out there, which unfortunately are probably making up a majority of them, they're out there for the money and the jumping around and the hollering and everything else. And it's just not, um, you know, it's just not conducive, I think, a lot of times for for high school kids. I mean, and again, like I said, I think it's great because I think those kids really can improve their skills if if they're taught right and taught correctly. Uh, I think it's a great avenue, but I, I see a lot of the bad side like you talked about. Yeah, there's just a lot of things. And, again, I, you know, and I've got a good friend of mine down here that coach and do some things. I've seen some success. But then I go on the World Wide Web and you see just it, it, it's it's unorganized, sometimes organized chaos. And, again, I, I understand at least they're doing something, right? I mean, they're moving, they're right. staying in shape. But, you know, they're, just because you can doesn't mean you do, right? I mean, just because you can do something, you know, you still need right. to live within the means. And, and to me, Coach, you, you should be playing 7-on-7 as you would play on a Friday night. And, again, we'll, we'll move on with that. But I love right. your insight, Coach. I'm going to get you in here a lot more because I just – I tell you what, it's like peeling this onion back. I just keep getting more and more notes here, and I've had to flip the page twice now with having you on here tonight. So let's talk about your ballers over there in the Valley, Spring Valley, man. Uh, Coach, what do we look for in 2021? Uh, talk to me about, you know, some of the things that you're hoping to improve from and and if you want to talk about some of your guys, of course, uh, that, that, of course, have been big impacts coming into this new year. Yeah, I mean, we're excited. I mean, obviously, you know, getting to go back and play a 10-game schedule has been really exciting for us. Um, you know, got a really good staff. We got a great group of kids. We lost, you know, obviously lost some really good kids off of this team. Um, you know, John Javis going to West Point, Jalen Crumpton going to, you know, Newberry, Um We've got about probably about seven kids that have committed. We've got about three more we're hoping going to commit. But but I'll talk about the guys coming up this year. I mean, obviously, DeQuandre Smith is, is probably the guy that most people are talking about. He's got a Michigan offer. He's got a South Carolina offer, UNC Charlotte, Florida Atlantic. Things are picking up. But he's a great kid. He's a leader for us. He'll be a three-year starter for us at quarterback. Um, we've got, uh, obviously, some really good linemen coming back, Anthony Goldburn, uh, Jawan Sanders and Nick Peebles are all three returning. Um, they're all great players, really good, good, hardworking kids. Um, you know, we've got uh, Evan Javis, who I think is going to be a really good football player. He's only a sophomore this year, but he's going to be a junior next year. He's also a track kid uh, that's coming back at running back. That's going to be really good. And then, you know, obviously we're air raid, so we throw it around. You know, I was, I was old school triple option. And I hired Dan Morgan over as my offensive coordinator. Obviously, very, very good uh, coach, and you know, did a great job at Blythewood East Side. He's won everywhere he's gone, scored a lot of points. But you know, we've got a whole bunch of receivers. Um, you know, just a few of them. You know, uh, Thomas Roberts is, is coming back. Keelan Holman's coming back uh, at wide receiver. Deshaun Jordan, uh, Josh Washington. Um, you know. Uh, Y Key Ward. Um, we got a few other guys that are really coming back. You know, Brock Lambert's going to be our backup quarterback, so I feel really good about having him back there. 
Um, you know, defensively, we're very blessed. You know, we lost, you know, obviously some really good players off our defense this year, but we've got four guys, three starters on defense, or four, four because one came in, you know, Mondale Huddle's a defensive end for us, really good. Tyshawn Glover um, is another defensive end for us, uh, both really good players. Then Kai Teo and Fred Wright um, down on that defensive line, and they're all four had significant playing time. So when you have, you know, four guys that got a lot of playing time coming back, and then linebacker, I've got a couple kids, you know, David Squires, um, you know, Justin Nelson, Elijah Stokes, Joaquin Graham, David Wilson, and then, you know, Jordan Chestnut, who's a cornerback for us, really good, DJ Williams. So we've got a lot of guys coming back. You know, obviously kicker is going to be a big question for us. You know, we've been very blessed, um, you know, to have some pretty good, you know, kickers the last few years. Um, you know, three of them are actually still play- – well, my son just graduated from PC but was playing at PC, but – Alex Herrera's at USC. So we had three guys, you know, prior to our kicker this year, they were playing college football. So that's an area that, you know, obviously I'm very concerned about because we've always had great ones and we really don't have that next, you know, big guy coming along. But, but I, you know, and I'm really, and I want to mention my coaches too, because I'm really fortunate. I've got two defensive coordinators, um, you know, Dave Thomas and Mitch Moten, who do a terrific job with our defense. You know, we held Dutch Fork, you know, we were 7-0 going in the fourth quarter with Dutch Fork this year. Um, you know, had a chance to really kind of pull that out, you know, and every game this year for us was really close, which we knew, um, you know, we only returned two guys, um, this year, uh, playing this year playing, we only brought two guys back returning from offense. And we were kind of in one of those tough situations, Richie, that we were the last one, you know, school district to really let us go out there and do anything. We didn't get it, you know, anything done until August. So, you know, we hadn't seen our kids from March to August, so we were behind the eight ball and really try to work. But, you know, Bruce Dengler does a good job for us. He's our running backs coach. Um, you know, Dan Morgan, like I said, my offensive coordinator. Um, you know, Ed Shropshire coaches my defensive line. He played in the NFL. But I'm, I'm fortunate I've got a guy, P.J. Davis, that helps with our inside linebackers. He played at Georgia Tech. He volunteered for us. Kyle Floyd, he played at the Air Force Academy, volunteered for us. So we've got you know, Gary um, Waller does a great job for us. So we've got some really good coaches here. And, and I'm just going to say this, Richie. You know, and I don't mind, I might get in trouble for saying this, but I'm going to be real honest with you. You know, we only have nine paid coaches for three teams at our school at Spring Valley. So I've got seven varsity supplements and I have two ninth grade. I've got three teams with 160 kids. And the schools I compete against, you know, Dutch Fork has 22 coaches. You know, Chapin has 22 coaches. Irmo has 22. The Lexington schools all have, you know, 18 to 20 coaches. And, you know, we have half or a third of what most coaches have that we're competing with, you know, it's something I've really tried to push our district to expand on. And we're just, you know, and, and so it puts a tremendous amount of, you know, thrust on our coaches to really work hard and, and, and do what, you know, we, we've got to double what the other coaches do in our, uh, in the Columbia area that we compete with. And, um, you know, and so I'm really proud of those guys because they've really, you know, bust their rear ends and, and they have our kids best interests at bat. And, you know, I got a lot of volunteers. Greg Johnson, who I kind of love the guy because he's he's been uh, he's my ninth grade coach. He actually coached our offensive line last year. You know, we lost one of our coaches to COVID right before the season started, and he stepped mm-hmm. in and did a, just a phenomenal job. So, uh, so we're very blessed. We're live right now on the campus of Spring Valley High School, Columbia, South Carolina. Richland two is the school district there that, of course, they're in. And again, you, you name some powerhouse teams uh that you have to go against uh 
Coach, let me ask you this other question. We had this young man on our show a while back. He kind of went into – he, I believe, is either a junior or a senior that's, that's coming back. Uh, you know, I know there was a gentleman that did what we do, and, of course, he doesn't do it any longer uh, with uh, – well, you probably know the direction I'm going. Can, can you give me an insight how he did this year and, and how is he going along with, with uh, what grade he's maybe going? I think he was a junior last year. Can, can you kind of give us an update on that young man? And and say that again, Richie. I'm sorry. Who was it? Uh, so you talking it, about the son of? Yes. So it was sorry, the young ahead, man who who. It, so basically, and I'm trying not to say the young man's name uh, or, or at least the guy. So it was it was it was Essie Versity had got the the guy that actually I ran you, that program. Yeah, that, there we yeah. go. I'm trying he, to not say he, much about it because yeah, I want yep, to get an yep, insight on yep. that young man. He is a he's a senior graduating this year. He had three point nine right. GPA. He's going to Presbyterian nice. College to play football, and um, yes, real excited for him. He's a great young man. Works really hard. Um, has been a fantastic young man, and he's going to make somebody. He's going to make Coach Spanger's defense pretty good next year. So <laughs> I know Coach Spanger. Is, you know they did a great job this week at Gardner Webb. You know they've gone to Division One non scholarship, and you know having to play one double A team and losing in overtime. So he put him out a bunch. And, and I'm going to tell you something, Coach. Uh, you know, I spoke to his family right after that. Uh, they reached out to me, and, and I had the conversation with that young man. Then he came on the show, just a well-rounded – you mentioned a 3.9, going to play football at the next level. Those are the stories that we love here on Southern Sports Central. Yeah, a little adversity. Yeah, there was some heat. There were some things. But he got better, I think, because of it. It made him show him his back is against the wall when the true character comes out. And he came out, not only is he a scholar student in the classroom, he's a scholar athlete on the football field, and I'm sure he's just as well as that in the community because I just love to hear where this young man – I told him this, uh, you know, when this all happened. I, I sat on the phone to him. I said, young man, let me tell you something. Use this to push you every single day of your life. When you don't think you can, remember this conversation and, and let it make you become a better man, right, as you're becoming a better athlete in the process. Right. Well, you know, and, and a lot of that falls back on our kids. You know, that, that the one thing, you know, I, I always brag on this, and I know most coaches don't do it, but I do it at Spring Valley. We've got such a fantastic uh, administration, and we've got such a fantastic group of teachers. I'm talking, Richie, you know, teachers that can be teaching, um, you know, collegiately. I mean, these are very bright teachers. Um, we have one of the best magnet programs in the country, the Discovery Academic Magnet. The science and math, pro, uh, my daughter went through it. You know, she was able to go to the Honors College at Clemson. Saved me a lot of money by <laughs> being a good student. Uh, takes after a mom, thank goodness. But uh, but I, I think that's the biggest thing, that these teachers prepare our kids at Spring Valley to go out and do big things. And, and they open right. up windows and doors, to, to you know, to these kids that are, you know, we I've got a kid, Paul Davis, that plays for me that's a senior right now that, you know, had Ivy League schools looking at him. He's going to Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. He's one of the top engineering programs, you know, in the country. We're fortunate because we have that. You know, we have the support system. We have the administration. We have the guidance department, you know, and these teachers are so good here and do such a great job. And it's not to belittle anybody else that's in, in the Columbia. There's a lot of really good schools that are there, but these teachers really care for these kids and prepare them. Uh, to, you know, John Javis is going to West Point. Um, you know, they mm. prepare these kids to be successful. And I say kids, they're young men, but, um, you know, prepare them to, to, to go on to the next level and be successful. So that makes my job, uh, you know, you talk about that recruiting part, um, you know, it, it, it's easy to sell a kid when he's a 3'9", or he's a 4'4", or a 4'8", 
you know, right. versus a 2.2 because, you know, I can say, hey, this kid's a great kid and he's got a 2.2 and that coach is looking at his transcript and saying, coach, this is, this is a C average, you know, transcript. I wouldn't say great. So, so that helps us out a bunch at Spring Valley uh, of having these fantastic teachers, you know, that do such a great job with our kids. And the parents, because well, obviously you yeah. know as well as I do, you got to have parents that are back. They're going to back you when you yell at these kids about their their schoolwork, and we really harp on our kids about their schoolwork at Spring Valley. Well, coach, for all that you do, for all that your your other coaches, and again, you mentioned a ton of things, and we kept you in here for for a long time because you just kept dropping knowledge here on a on a of course, <laughs> a, a Monday night. It, that's what it's all about, coach. Because you guys are just yeah. We hear from you guys at a five second interview at the end of a game, or you might jump on some type of blurb somewhere, but for me, I want to give you coaches, and we've done that here the last three or four weeks of bringing in coaches from not only here in the Midlands where you are, but down to the low country, to the Grand Strand, and heck, we've been on the other side of Wahala at some of those schools, so for me, it's an honor to be able to say that we've connected with you and your program. We're going to come see your campus as soon as they allow, and I think we're getting close to coming up there, and again, we want to be a part of everything we can, and and you might be seeing Southern Sports Sense a little sooner than you think. We'll, we'll get into that with you off there. I'll reach out to you uh, on a cell phone call, and uh, we'll have that conversation as well. Well, I appreciate, Richie. You know, it means a lot to us as, you know, as high school coaches, the fact that you're willing to do these things and, and really talk about our kids. And, and, you know, you do such a great job with it and have a great platform for our kids. And, you know, we're just excited that people are like you that are willing to do that and go to these camps. And, and you know, that's that's a big thing because, you know, a lot of guys can just read a newspaper and say, hey, you know, Joe Smith down at, you know, at uh, Somerville is this great player somewhere else and never watch him. But the fact that you go to right. these camps and you can legitimize, you know, what we're saying about these kids and then promoting them is, is, is a big factor for us. And we really appreciate that. Well, Coach, uh, for, for the opportunity to talk to your kids, because we always go through you or go through your athletic director, because uh, and moms and dads, like I mentioned, the parents, you know, uh, we want to give these young men and the women, because we don't just talk football, we talk all the sports here on right. the sports entrance, but, but we give them the chance to speak, because, you know, we, we hear from them during the season, and then nobody talks about them until Friday nights or whatever night it is that they play, and then it's a 30-second little blip on a new show, or maybe a, a nice little article with a few quotes, but here, we get to know, just like we did tonight about you, Coach, we get to know who is this individual that we get to watch light up our screens and light up the scoreboard, and they tell us where they want to go. We had, matter of fact, uh, you know, uh, the kicker from Myrtle Beach uh, committed to uh, to East Carolina right about 10 minutes before 6.30, and, and I texted him. Wow. And he came on the show. So for us to be able to have him respond that quick and to come in here, and Sully Harden is, is a kid who we've tracked down. I'm a Reggie from Myrtle Beach, uh, that area, so – you know, it means a lot to get these kids to respond to me within a 15-second text message, and, and then he comes in here five seconds later, you know, or even for you. You know, I know Eugene's worked hard at a lot of you guys. We've put him on a, a very uh, high list of things we need him to do, and he's doing a great job getting coaches right. like you on our show, so I just appreciate your response. But the final thing, tell us about this five-star track, man. I mean, you guys, uh, you, you guys are running around in style over there. Well, it's it's a long time coming. I'll tell you, you know, we were fortunate to get that turf field down there. We really wanted to upgrade all the facilities in our district. And, I mean, it is a first-class, it's a Mondo track, you know, obviously one of the most expensive-type tracks that are out there. Um, it's got, you know, obviously it's green, but, you know, the, the exchange lanes for the uh, 
um, you know, relays are, are brown, and it is just top-notch. I mean, they did – our district did a tra- – and they did it for all our schools, so not, not just Spring right. Valley, but, you know, the other schools are getting tracks and everything else too. But it is absolutely fantastic. It's as nice a track as you – it, it is a track that you would find at a collegiate area or maybe one of these training areas for the Olympics. So it's going to be exciting. You know, state track meet, I'll tell you, you know, there's been a lot of fantastic events and people, you know, that I've seen that have gone on those tracks. I remember Aries Curry went up at Rich Northeast, and there's been so many greats. But I think, you know, you're going to see some times really jump with with this type of track, and it's really going to help, uh, you know, obviously uh, improve a lot of these people's, um, you know, scoring. So it's it's going to be exciting for the state track meet this year. Coach, you know, the biggest concern I got with these kids, and I, and I used to tell this when I was the voice of the Green Wave for uh, for a long time over there with Coach McKissick, and then, of course, with Coach Call before he moved over to Oceanside, you know, I, I said that, you know, you kids, you got a lot of things here. You're going to go to college, and you're going to have half the cool things that you got in high school. Because some of these high school kids are rocking then the, the jump gear and all the other gear that they get from uh, all, all these oh, different yeah. Nikes, Adidas, and stuff. I mean, it ain't like that in college that everywhere they they may or may not land. You're right. You're right. I mean, it's it's going to be, you know, I think that's the toughest thing for a lot of kids, you know, it'll be tough for our kids, you know, to go to a smaller school track at a, a smaller collegiate track because they're not going to have as nice a track as, as what they're running on right now. So, uh, you know, we're very blessed at our district and, and obviously it goes back to the people in our community because they voted for this bond referendum to improve our athletic facilities, which we needed. And um, it's going to be a first, you know, it's going to be, like I say, it's going to be a first rate track. I mean, let's hope that you know, that, you know, for those parents, I know it's tough for those wrestling parents that they weren't able to go to these wrestling matches or basketball. Let's hope that, you know, things improve with the vaccinations and, you know, we can have big crowds out there for these kids who run track and, you know, that these parents can see them in this track meet. Cause I, you know, again, we've got two months before the state track meet, a little over two months before mm-hmm. we get there. So let's hope we get everything settled. And these, these kids, I, I'm just going to tell you, they're going to love, you know, it's going to be a different thing. You know, obviously we didn't have track last year, but for a lot of these kids who are sophomores to come back and see it after two years, they're going to be really surprised. Well, Coach, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised, to be honest with you. I knew we've, you've got a great reputation around the state and around the radio world and, of course, in the media. So it, it means a lot to be able to say that we made a bond here tonight that's going to grow and only get better every more uh, as we get you in here week after week or maybe once a month. I don't know if the, the wife will let them on and hang out with us for as long as you had tonight because I think we got <laughs> you for so far 15 minutes more. But, uh, Coach Bacon, we appreciate what you do for our community, for our state, for the young kids that come across your path, whether they are, are football players or just individuals, young people, that you have such a huge impact. And, again, you send our best wishes to your family for allowing you to give us some time here tonight. Absolutely, Rich. And, again, thanks to you and Eugene for the platform and, you know, again, helping all these uh, high school coaches out there and being supportive and, and really backing us up because it's nice to have somebody other than the Football Coaches Association you know, helping us out and being ver- being verbal and vocal because that that goes a long way in, in making change and change is important for us. Well, coach, we got your back. You just reach out anytime, my friend, as that song says, and uh, we'll be here. So anything, anytime, any place. This platform is for you, and we appreciate all that you do, coach. Thanks again. Thanks, Gwen. You guys have a great night. All right, guys. There you go. Let's uh, let's give it a little theme here as he hands out. Good stuff there, guys. It was a great, 
three-hour show. And even though we had to give you another link, hopefully you did what you needed to do to get in here with us. Because I tell you what, Eugene, well, you and I will hang out for the next 13 minutes. But, man, I, I like that guy. Coach Robin Bacon, Spring Valley's one and only. He, and he's got some legendary coaches he goes against on Friday night. We ain't even talking about the players on the field. How about the coaches that he has to go against? Again, it, it's a big deal. Uh, and talking about great coaches, and you don't even have to leave Columbia. How about this stat? I saw this. South Carolina's women's program before Coach Staley got there was 581 with the wins, 428 with the losses. Now, if you look at Don Staley, she's led the Gamecocks to a 325-102 mark after winning uh, the SEC championship, I think now, what, six times out of seven. She's responsible for 35.87 of South Carolina's all-time wins. Mind-blowing amazing trend setting and about a 30,000 hashtags that will go out with that one. I tell you what, Coach Daly is somebody who I'm going to get on this show when her season's over. That's that's my goal, Eugene, and I will do what I got to do to get it to happen because I tell you what, she continues to just get it, get it, get it, and, and moves the bar and, and every single time. She should have won a national championship last year. COVID beat her. That was the only reason they didn't win a national championship. This year, Knock on wood, she will hopefully do something with it this year. But every year, I mean, you know, you would think that is this the year she's going to rebuild, and she doesn't. She reloads. And she doesn't have to leave our state because, as I don't think you heard the interview earlier with uh, with one of our guys that was in here with us earlier, and, of course, that is Stacy Huff. He's with Watch Fox and about three other areas that she, he does uh, football and basketball high school uh, around our state on TV up there in Columbia. There's just so many athletes, uh, lady basketball athletes around our state. There's great soccer. The girls play some soccer around the state like nobody else. Lacrosse, you name it, they do it. I mean, basketball, like I mentioned, softball. I can, yeah, I know we talk a lot of guys, man, but the girls are, are, are doing it and doing it well here in our state. We'll get some of those girls come on here as uh, I think the next couple of weeks, Eugene, I've put you on that mission to get with some, some of our high school coaches, uh, academic magnet. Congratulations, ladies. Uh, you bring home to the Low Country, to our backyard here in Southern Sports Central, a uh, state championship trophy. Very proud of you. We'll get, uh, and uh, we'll hopefully get a player and a coach on the show here for that. Uh, but it's been a great show. We've had a lot of great coaches on. I, I've enjoyed every single guest that's joined us here tonight. It's just again a feather in the cap for us, and and to get Sully to come on. I mean, you know, I, I get the six thirty guests. You know, he's probably covering some high school football. They're playing in North Carolina. So what? So we got Sully come in from Myrtle Beach. He commits to East Carolina. Big time, big time deal there for the uh, the Seahawks up there on the Grand Strand. Eugene, I know you saw that when I tweeted it out, man. And That kid's just an entertainment from, from day one. And he's going to be a nurse, so I can only imagine he'll kind of be like Robin Williams in that movie where he was a doctor, but he only wanted to do it to cheer up kids. And I kind of feel like that's Sully's kind of vision. Yeah, he's such a great guy. And actually, uh, part of his graphic was something that we put together for him uh, a couple weeks back. And, uh, you know, he, he's just such a great young man. I've enjoyed watching him, you know, progress last couple years. And, and you know, to get that offer, I remember when it came through and I texted him. I was like, dude, what are you going to do? <laughs> he was just laughing. He said, right now I'm just kind of in shock. I, I'm just so thrilled and excited to have it. And he's just such a great dude. You know, and, and coming from Myrtle Beach, it's not that far from home, but yet he still gets to go play uh, Division One football at a high level. Uh, he gets a great education. You know, whether that nursing degree grows into something else, we'll see, because they have a great medical program there. 
great medical school. The sciences are great. So who knows what it'll lead to, but uh, he's definitely, you know, jumping out on the right foot with a great, great opportunity. It's always fun. I love the Pirates, and I, I still haven't made it to a game there, but it's always been my intention to go see one. Um, but it, it's super exciting. And, man, just to follow up with that last interview, I know uh, Alex Herrera, he's a kicker at South Carolina. I've been to a couple camps and things with him. He's a great young man. And, you know, like you said, this is the first time in a long time that they just don't have, you know, a definite guy coming back. And he's such a great guy, I tell you. It, it, you know, it's kind of like wanting to hit the button and say, hey, coach, you know, I'll come up there. You know, just because he's such a great guy, you know, he just really is. And, uh, you know, it, it was a great group of coaches, man, you know, with Coach Pate up there. We finally got in touch with him and got him on the show from Hillcrest. That was pretty exciting. Um, you know, just kind of rounding the state with all these great, great coaches. And, you know, it was such an awesome uh, feeling and, and such a great, you know, pat on the back for us. You know, the coach just said, you know, Coach Bacon said with uh, us, you know, helping the coaches get the word out, um, not only for, for their players, but for them, and, you know, and what they're trying to do and what they're trying to accomplish, you know, when sometimes they have challenges. You know, and, and that was that was kind of rewarding to hear that, you know, that they thought of us on that level, and that was pretty cool. But, um, you know, it's a great – it's been a great show. I did miss the, the first uh, hour. I was trying to hit some buttons, but, uh, you know, it was pretty cool. I did participate in one of the coaches' clinics tonight at South, at South Carolina with the new uh, – actually, uh, Coach Beamer jumped on in the beginning part, welcomed everybody in, kind of got to see him in the office because it was via Zoom, so he kind of – see what he's doing and he's pretty excited and we talked to coach limbo for he kind of ran the thing for about an hour but coach beamer stayed on and kind of you know they answered questions you could type your question in and i got one of my questions that was actually answered and uh you know they said they were going to email us those slides from it so that was pretty cool because it was very good teaching things and uh coach limbo has had some great success coaching special teams uh the last stop was uh over at memphis but he's coaching other programs and um you know, it wasn't so much just him talking. He actually drew up diagrams. He had film inserted into it where it was, you know, different plays not only from his teams, but some things he saw in some other teams. So it was very, very informative. And, again, you know, they just opened it up for questions at the end. So it didn't matter who you were. If you had a question, you know, they would give you the time to answer it and uh, answer it very well um, and, and very in-depth. And if you need to go back and explain something else a little differently, that was fine. You know, it was really cool, though. He was drawing some things up, and he would take his diagrams and then highlight some things and draw some more things on it and, you know, really broke it down and really made it very welcoming to the coaches, not only in South Carolina, but, you know, in other states that joined in. I think there was about 58 coaches on. And um, what a great experience, and that's really cool that Coach Beamer and the staff put that together. Uh, I think each position group is going to have their own uh, Coach Limbo just happened to be the first one up. And, uh, you know, it's always really cool. And the first thing Shane said, well, or Coach Beamer said was, you know, hey, guys, you know, the biggest thing I want to do is as soon as we can, I want to have you guys in. I want you to feel welcome here. I want all the coaches, no matter wh- where you coach, I want you to feel like, you know, you can come here and-, and see what we have to offer and talk to us and get to know us. And if you got questions, you know, about football or whatever, maybe we can help you out. And I want to be that resource for you. And that was just, it was so welcoming, you know, to have that. And then, of course, you know, he talked about, you know, obviously when the games come up, he wants you to have us up there and uh, spring practice or, or things like that. Obviously this year that's not, a, you know, 
not able to have that. But going forward, you know, he's kind of laying that foundation, saying, look, you know, when, I, when we're up here teaching and coaching, we want to have you guys up here because you guys are training the next group of guys. And so that was, that was a really, really cool experience. Uh, I did miss the first part of the show. I kind of had one laptop going, one phone going, so I could kind of stay in tune to a little bit to the show. But, um, you know, it, it was a great opportunity. And just want to say thank you to Coach Beamer, uh, Coach Limbo, and the entire staff up there. You know, they, they're building something, man. It, it looks to be pretty special. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, again, I, I'm a big Shane Beamer fan. You know, I, I loved having him in South Carolina when he was here the first round. And having him back now is big. And, and, and the conversations I've had with him, uh, you know, has always been positive. I mean, he's our age, Eugene. He's from South Carolina. He's from Charleston. Born here in Charleston. Dad was coaching at the Citadel. Uh, you know, me, him, and Coach Call one time were sitting in the hallway uh, over there when you first walk in to uh, – if you're going to go in towards the Somerville – uh, to the gymnasium right there. We sat in the hallway, me, him, and Coach Colin, and just, just so many great conversations uh, that, that I've shared with him. And, and just to know that, that Coach Beamer has taken over a place that's very close to me and you and our hearts. And, again, you, you know, it, it, it's going to make the – hopefully the rivalry become more of a rivalry. There's no fun. Even in my buddy Clemson Tom, who's, who's uh, you know, a, a big name here on our show as well, a, a guy that comes in and out from time to time. He now has two amazing kids and a couple of dogs. And that is, is, is amazing wife that puts up with all of us, right? She's kind of running the show over there at, at uh, the Clemson Tom compound, if you will. But, uh, you know, it's not even fun for those guys. You know, I mean, you, you want to at least make it competitive. We haven't had that since uh, Coach, of course, uh, you know, uh, Spurrier was around. And, and I know that for facts that, that Shane Beamer was a large, extremely large factor of why these recruits were coming to Columbia. So hopefully he'll do that. Um, you know, I mentioned, of course, uh, Don Staley saw what she did uh, this weekend, big news there. How about Coach Kingston, my baseball boys over there, handling business, winning again. They are undefeated, wins and sweeps another series. Uh, Clemson, my, my good friend Monty Lee over there, of course, uh, you know, some history with him. I played in the summer league down here in Charleston. And, uh, of course, at that time, he was wrapping up his days at the College of Charleston as uh, he was going to be heading into coaching, which he ended up coaching in South Carolina as well. Then went to the College of Charleston, where he was the skipper there. A lot of his success that landed him at Clemson. And uh, they actually, unfortunately, uh, dropped two out of three against Notre Dame. That's that's a big that's a big weekend. So there's could be some 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 conversations in the clubhouse if you're in Clemson and some some man we may have something special. There's a lot of media guys, a lot of people saying there's a lot of same conversations and and fun that seems to be happening in Columbia, like the days when Michael Roth was around. So not saying it could be, might be, but we'll see, right? I mean that's the thing. And again, college baseball is a funny sport. You can go, and I know this firsthand. You can go all the way through, get to the uh, get to the regionals, super regionals, and that be the end of the trip because you get hot when you're hot. You don't want to ever get hot too early because other teams, uh, you know, peak one way or the other. We'll wait, wait and see. And again, I had this conversation with a guy earlier. Said, "Hey, look, you know, here's the fun part: is that the smaller the school, sometimes the better the school. And baseball is a different sport. Now, tonight was a good one. We appreciate all the coaches." All those who listened in tonight, who switched over to this link and hung out with us. We got a lot of new things that are happening on Southern Sports Central, so you want to stay tuned to us on Facebook at Southern Sports Central. We had a huge, huge addition to a lot of people liking our page over the weekend. We appreciate that. We also are getting a lot of movement on our Twitter page as well, guys. 60 seconds to go. Eugene, great job tonight in the, uh, the pre-work that you did and the two hours you spent with us. And we'll be back live Wednesday from 6 to 9. And, of course, don't forget, tomorrow night, West Foundation, 
our good guy, our good friend, and, of course, our colleague over in the Columbia area, Everett Sands. He'll be kicking it off at 6 o'clock, guys. Until then, we say so long, farewell, God bless, take care. And to all those, let's get better together, guys. Have a great night. Yeah, I'm chilling on a dirt road, laid back, swerving like I'm George Jones. Smoke rolling out the window, and ice cold beer sitting in the console. Memory lane, offender headlines, it's got me reminiscing on the good times. I'm turning off a real life driving, that's right, I'm hitting easy street on mud tires. Pops Farm was a place to go Load the truck up, hit the dirt road Jump the barbed wire, spread the word Light the bonfire and call the girls King and the king